Get ready for the Squawking Eagles podcast. The show that covers only the Philadelphia Eagles. Think different. Think Squawking Eagles podcast. Good morning, and welcome to the Squawking Eagles podcast. I am Mike, and I'm joined by the Squawking Eagles roundtable, Miguel, Brian, and Mark. Welcome, guys. Thank you, thank you. Let's go, Birds. That's right. Exciting. Today is game day, first game of the season. We're going to talk about how we're going to how how are the Eagles going to fare up against the the lowly Detroit Lions. Now, we all know that the Detroit Lions are not so lowly after watching Hard Knocks. We know that they mean business. Um, and so let's get started. I want to go start with Miguel. Tell me, Miguel, first thoughts, first feelings. Go for it. Well, I guess uh, you all, you've uh, you heard the podcast. You know I've always had concerns with uh, this Lions team based on watching uh, Hard Knocks. And um, just they don't know that they suck yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're gonna come out. They're gonna come out hot. They're gonna know. They're gonna try to win this game. Um, it won't be till about two or three games into the season that the Lions will figure out that they suck. But I feel like they're gonna give 125 percent. The way that those coaches got those players ready for this uh, season is um, very concerning for us because we don't know what we are yet either. So um, it's up in the air. You know, we look good on paper, but you know championships aren't one on paper they're one on the field so um you know we got concerns hopefully we stay we stay healthy and we come out of this game looking uh way better than a lot of people think that we're going to look that's true and jason kelsey actually just talked about how he's he doesn't care what everyone is saying what the eagles are doing they can't they can't that paper doesn't prove anything it's what uh what we do on the field, and Jason Kelsey is fully aware of that, and I'm excited to see how that uh, trans- transitions into actual game. Um, so cool. That's that's a that's a good thought, Miguel. So moving on, uh, Brian. First first time on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Sure. Thank you for finding. I'm glad our schedule is going to finally line up, and you're <laughs> actually in town to be able to record. Yes. Uh, give us a little background of about you as an Eagles fan before you. Give us your uh, take on the Eagles game uh, today. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, been a fan for as long as I can remember. And uh, uh, season ticket holder, well, a little bit right before the they built the link. But, um, yeah, because uh, someone used to buy a block of tickets. And, yeah, we used to go in with them. But then once, uh, yeah, the link opened, uh, it was my mother and my daughter and I. Yeah, well, uh, what, three tickets. And so my daughter has been going with the uh, – Ever since she was four, yeah, the three of us uh, would go, uh, you know, all the home games. Uh, fortunately, mom passed away uh, 10 days after the Super Bowl. And it was the one thing she always wanted to see. So, um, uh, we, yeah, uh, you know, long story was a, a form of cancer she had. But um, uh, I was able to get her to the championship game and playoff game. So she got to see that. Uh, and then actually the last fun thing, you know, we did was watch the Super Bowl together. And after that, she took, you know, unfortunately a, a downward turn. Um, but we buried her in her Randall Cunningham jersey, which is her favorite player. 
And uh, you know, now my, you know, my daughter and I continue the tradition of going, although she goes away. Uh, now she's college age, so she's just finished up at uh, Pitt, and now she's at University of Michigan. Um, but uh, any chance she gets to come home and go to a game, you know, we go to it. So um, uh, we've been fans, uh, you know, a long time. Oh, she doesn't become a Detroit Lions fan. No, no. She wanted me to come out tomorrow to see it. I mean, her apartment's like 20 minutes from the stadium. But, and then That's she doesn't wild. know any Philly fans out that way yet. She just moved out there. She you know, she would be there in a heartbeat. But she has me coming out to a Michigan game in uh, two that weeks. That should be good. Big house yeah. should be good. So, for your take, Eagles game tonight. What do you what do you think? I know you uh, you haven't been following as much as probably we have been, but what, what are your feelings? What, do you have any feelings towards the game well, tonight? I guess I'm, I guess if, if the Lions were playing us a little later in the season, I would have no concerns about this game. Um, right. But we always have a slow start, so unfortunately they're catching us at probably a good time for them. But I think somehow we'll win. But uh, unfor- unfortunately, we always kind of play to the level of our opponents sometimes, right. and uh, uh, I think we're going to struggle a little bit more than than uh, than we probably should. But I, I think somehow we'll, we'll yeah we'll pull it out. But uh, yeah, these slow starts these last couple of seasons are always concerning. It feels like every season seems like a slow start. I'm not, you know, except for the you know the Super Bowl run start. That was a that was a good start, but right. it's it's typical Eagles football. I agree with you. Yeah. Moving on to Mark, I leave Mark last because I know Mark is very uh, I don't know what you say jaded about his his theories on the on the Eagles. But he's not a typical Eagles fan. He I, I, go ahead, for, go for it, Mark. Let me hear what you got to say. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. For one, I tend to I tend to be real. I, I tend to really look at things in a I don't want to say a negative light. I always just like to kind of keep a hard check against a lot of our our Philly sports. You know, I'm a big Philly sports fan. Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, uh, Sixers, if I count basketball. Um, but like. This year's the Eagles. You know, it's the Eagles right now. It's the Eagles opening game. We're playing Detroit. And our in my opinion, the only the only the biggest threat I see in Detroit is Philadelphia. And that that's because of DeAndre Swift. You know, he's by far, in my opinion, their best offensive player. And one player in it does not win a game in, in this league. Jared Goof, I mean Jared Goff just doesn't, you know, <laughs> bring it to the table this year. I don't see it. I know Amon Ross saying Brown looks good. You know, but our secondary is better than it's ever been. We have the best linebacker core in my entire life as an Eagles fan. I've never seen us with a linebacker core as deep as we have it now. And our defensive line is literally the envy of every team in the NFL. I, and I'm and I'm being critical of my team right now. I like I try to look for the weak spots. For the first time in my life as an Eagles fan, am I looking at this going, our defense is, is our best spot. Like this is, I, I like what I see. There's not a lot here. I can't name a player on the defense, and I'm like, ooh, he's gonna get picked on. So I would say I know I know we do have those slow starts, but I feel like you know Hertz still has a chip on his shoulder. I feel like you know we've got players coming in the season that are a little you know they're they're hungry. You know Kaiser White is stoked to be back in Philadelphia. He was a monster for the Chargers last year. Hassan Reddick's had a, a pretty great career between Arizona, a quick stint there with the Panthers. You know, he, he's been a, a pretty good linebacker himself. And now we've got these two rookies between Davis and N'Kobe Dean who are as hungry as they were in Georgia to prove themselves here. I'm looking to our defense to just completely swallow Detroit early and just put the game away 
whether or not our offense still has some hiccups to figure out. I, you know what? I'm in total agreement with you. You know, the Eagles have built their defense the way they should have been. You know, the Eagles from the 80s and 90s was defense first, right? With under Buddy Ryan, it was defense, defense, defense. You know, with Jerome Brown and Clyde Simmons and Reggie White and all those guys. Now they have a, a defense that has a name. You know, everybody knows the name. Everybody knows Bradbury. Everybody knows Big Play Slay. You know. Hassan Reddick, right? And everybody knows these names, these names. And of course, the great Jordan Davis, you know, we all, we all know how much I love Jordan Davis, you know, I'm excited to see what this defense is going to do because you're right. The offense is, could be like, like Brian said, play to the opponent. They're going to play to the defense that the Detroit Lions are going to give them. They're going to play to the fact that they might not have to really, you know, dial everything up, but hopefully that's not the mentality that the Eagles go into the, today's game with. You know, they go into the game where, you know, we are a better team than them. We, we and we're going to have to prove it. You know, Thursday night you saw what what the Bills did. What did the Bills do to the Rams? They showed them how they're ready and they're excited, and this is how the football season's going to go. They also adjusted at the half, which was something yeah, that I think every was, team has got to be able to do. Yeah, and if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna be lost. You're gonna be you're gonna be totally lost uh, if you don't adjust at halftime. Yep. Miguel. Answer that question. Who on who on defense could Jared uh, Goff attack on defense to find a weak spot? Well, I mean, I mean, my my only worry would be uh, Bradbury. You know, Bradbury comes from the Giants. He's um, <laughs> he's undersized, but you know he he's a decent he's a decent um, cornerback. He's going to hold his own, I believe. I just have um, worries with uh, the new safety that they just brought in from the Saints. Um, like he's not up to date in the playbook. Um, there's a lot of talk this week too about um, why Reddick was a free agent because he's undersized. You know, not a lot of people in the NFL worried about his size are able to to stop him fairly easily. Um, so that would be my only concern. My two my two things off the top of my head that I can think of about our defense that would be attacked. Everything else seems pretty solid. I mean, the other safety position, if it's Epps um, most, mostly in there, then I think he's going to be okay. But if he's injured or we go to our backup, I think over the top is going to be one of our weaknesses, especially if we play a team with um, solid receivers. Right. So I would say that Detroit doesn't have a solid receiving core, definitely not as solid as the Eagles receiving core. Right. So if 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 Bradbury can do do whatever he can do, no one they're not going to attempt to go after Slay. They're going to try and go and attempt after Epps, and they're going to go after Avante Maddox when he's in there because Avante Maddox he's a great corner and everything, but again he's undersized too. Right. So that being said, what other person do you Brian? Do you think there's anybody else on defense that the Eagles need to be concerned with? Yeah, no, not not. Not that I can think of, <laughs> um, but uh, real quick, I just want to throw in there ahead, that yeah. the whole Jordan Davis thing too. Like, like I said in the last podcast, a lot of it uh, depends on his stamina. Like, how how long is he going to be in there for? You know, but, the, the, the piggyback what you just said. There has been talks that somebody said that he's got baby fat and that he's going to he's going to be he's going to be very raw and very baby during these next few seasons. I'm like, you know, I don't want to hear that. Definitely not about, not about my draft pick. Not right. about my draft pick. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, again, their their defense line is so uh, well 
you know, they have, they have like four or five lines they can put out there at a time between Sweat and Barnett and Davis and Hargraves and Cox and Graham. For, like, I was like, don't forget, Brandon Graham's coming back. All, Brandon all Graham's coming the, back. He's a little upset off last season. He, he comes back with a bit of a vengeance. Well, yeah, Brandon, yeah, he's going to have a he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh-huh. So that's so I think you know him coming out. He's going to prove a point that he can still play. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think also we can look forward to the other side of the line and see how Lane Johnson and Mylotta hold up to this edge rush from uh, the young Aiden Hutchinson. He had a lot of uh, a lot of hype coming out of college. He did really good there for Michigan, uh, but I think. Mylotta and Johnson both are probably at the, where they've been. I, I really trust our tackles, but it'll be a really good, uh, really good early season test going up against someone that's uh, supposed to be this good. So yeah. good. So good transition into moving into what our offensive is going to offense is going to do. What are your concerns with the with the the Lions' defense coming at the Eagles' offense? Mark, why don't you go for that? Well. I have a feeling we're not going to quite get away with the 200 and some rushing yards we had against them last season uh, when we crushed them. What was that? 44 to to six. six. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Sirianni uh, hold on to that mentality. He picked up towards the end of last season where maybe we should run the ball because clearly the interior line of Detroit just isn't there. They have, they've revamped their edge rushers. But, you know, as the Bills proved just Thursday night, even against Aaron Donald, running the ball, there's not much that those edge rushers, even even though he's interior, but, like, just running it past your top rushing, you know, uh, your, your rush-style defensive players, they, they're, not, they're not always there to, to handle that kind of play. And when they finally do start to adjust, when they start to back off and look for that run, you air it out because now you're giving your quarterback that time. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see Devonta Smith. He's going up against Jeff Okuda today. Jeff Okuda coming off a ruptured Achilles from last season. This will be his first snap in the NFL since his since the injury. Um, obviously, Jeff Okuda was a top pick two uh, two years or a year ago for uh, them coming out of Ohio, I believe it was Ohio State. A phenomenal cornerback, but it's a leg injury, Achilles, ACL, MCL. Those are the injuries you got to see. How are you going to come back from? And going up against Devonta Smith in speed. Uh, I feel like you know we run the ball enough. I could see some over the tops for some big plays. So, you know, second quarter, third quarter, maybe putting the game away. There you go. So there you go. That's what Mark's going to see the offense come coming out at Detroit's defense. Miguel, what do you what do you see offensively for them? Just real quick, before I go back to the offense, I want to touch on something yeah. Mark said about the, the defense. So right. and, and a lot of things that we said about the defense, a lot of it is also going to be based on John, Jonathan Gannon and what he does to help um, cover up those weaknesses in that defense. Um you know, Jonathan Gannon, not a lot of people are big on him he, from last year because he didn't blitz too much and he didn't put enough pressure on the quarterback. So a lot of what the defense does is going to be based on what Jonathan Gannon calls as far as plays too, you know. So um, that's, gonna, that's going to very, very much affect what we assess the defense to be. So, um, but back to the offensive line, I feel like um, – as long as nobody gets injured, as long as my my lotta stays healthy, um, because our backups are limited in the roles that they can play. Um, you know, we, if my lotta goes down and we have to move Lane Johnson to the left side, that's gonna be a that's gonna be an issue because our backups don't really play that much on the right side. So, 
it's going to be a little bit worrisome if anybody on that offensive line can it gets knocked out. You know, we especially are also, now that Andrew Dillard, Andrew Dillard is out for four to six weeks. I say we are short Dillard, so we're out of our uh, best backup tackle. Right. But you um, know, outside so of that, outside of that, outside of that, you know, um, outside of the offensive line. That, you know, we got to see what Miles Sanders does. We haven't seen him all preseason. We haven't seen what he can do behind that, you know, great offensive line that we're going to have. And it's going to be up to him. How's that hamstring hold up? You know, how's um how's Gainwell? How's, uh you know, Boston Scott? We know what he is. We know what he can do. The only thing is that when, when Miles Sanders is in that game and he starts, Boston Scott only gets the ball maybe two, three, four times a game, you know? Unless it's against the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Now, what what is everyone thinking about Hurts uh, this year? Uh, and, and confidence you go, you, in him. You go. You go first. You go first. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's still a big question mark. Uh, you know, it's really hard to judge him by the last couple seasons. Um, yeah, he hasn't had the protection. He had. You know, he had some better receivers last season, but. Uh, um, I, I still don't think we know, you know what he is yet. Uh, and then, and this is the season to find out, you know, uh, you know, what, what he's, what he's really capable of. I agree. Go I ahead, agree. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Miguel. I feel like, uh, Hertz is going to play with a chip on his shoulder all season. Um, I feel like injury didn't allow him to do exactly what he wanted to do last year is, which is why he had the, the bad game against Tampa Bay. Um, I feel like he's got better weapons this year. You're not throwing to Rager. Who's going to get hit in the face mask and drop the ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel like overall, as long as everybody does their job in catching the ball, I feel like Hertz is going to, like I said, in the last, uh, the last pod, he's going to have an MVP caliber season. I just, I just have this feeling that he's going to be, he's going to be the top, one of the top five quarterbacks this year. I don't know why I feel that way. I just, I see all these weapons. I see what his skill level could be if he plays smart. And you know what? He's got it up in his mentals, man. He 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 knows that he needs to get the ball out quick. He knows that, you know, when the line crashes, that he has to run. And he has a skill to get away. So we have everything we want. Um, we just got to see if if he actually does what he's supposed to do in that on the field. Mark Didn't Howie admit this week that the Rager was a was a mistake? I think he finally. I think we've. Um, I think everyone has agreed now that he is a mistake. He has. He was a mistake. But I think Howie actually came out and said it or something. Goodness, some part of the draft class. I know, or some part of the the draft team. I know someone said. I think it was Howie. You're right, but like either way, I'm, I'm happy to hear they finally admitted it. Doesn't help any better that we still took that before you know, like Jefferson. Um, but the past is the past. Uh, I agree. Obviously, on the offense, um, hurts for me has always been a question mark uh, just because of his time, you know, with Alabama, I've always, I'm a very big college guy as well. I have never once believed in any quarterbacks pretty much coming out of the sec in general, but particularly Alabama. And uh, as a side note away from that is also Ohio state, which is why like, I'm really interested in us doing well this year. Cause I don't want us to have some weird reason, some weird attempt to take one of those quarterbacks that everyone's going crazy about coming out of the draft next year. Cause I don't think any of them are as good as everyone thinks they are. And I, tr not that so far that Hertz has been absolutely reliable. He hasn't been like the, the star, but he has done pretty well. It has been a couple rough seasons. He's been here. I'd like to see him do well enough to not have our, our 
insane draft history make a terrible decision next year. I would obviously I would love to have him have a superstar season, but I would be completely okay with him having a very good season that leads us to the playoffs to the point where we aren't going, let's draft a quarterback. Cause that's, uh, that'll just kill me as an Eagles fan. If we draft anything, another quarterback in the top three rounds, I'll still be on the fire. Howie Roseman bandwagon. So, <laughs> so here's a question real quick, real quick, real go quick. Ahead. Ahead. So uh, Lamar Jackson didn't sign his extension. <laughs> oh, already right. not, not, not even one game in, and you're like, oh, like, "How about Lamar? How, can we get? Can like, we get him? Can we get him?" Like throwing a hand grenade. I'm just trying to gauge the interest. Like, uh, you uh, know, I don't think Lamar is not signing the extension because he wants to go. Personally, I think it's because he knows where the quarterback market is financially right now. What he's being offered aren't there, mm-hmm. and he's banking on the fact that he's going to have a better season than he did last year. And it's going to hurt the Ravens financially. They should have, if they agreed to him right now in his terms and he has a good season, they're set. If he gets hurt, something goes wrong, then they're, then they're looking at the winners. But if he has a good season, they don't sign him now. He's, and you know that by the end of the season, the chargers are going to make an offer for Herbert. And you know, that's going to be more money than it probably should be. And it's going to continue that trend. Lamar's going to look at them from across the table and say, look what I bring to the table. And they're going to have to either pay up, or draft someone that's going to destroy their – I mean, the Ravens, if they draft one of those quarterbacks that I'm looking at, are just going to – well, they won't be the Ravens anymore. They'll be more oh. like the Browns. Well, look what happens when you have this high-priced quarterback and what it does to your 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 team. Look at the look at the Cowboys. They've lost majority <laughs> of, the, of the team, of their players that they needed to make a playoff run. They lost – look, the Eagles for got more for – the Eagles got more for Jalen Rager than the than the Cowboys got for Amari Cooper. Now, That's how does fair. that make any sense? It how does that make sense? Definitely doesn't. The Browns fleece the Cowboys for Amari Cooper. That or for once, how how he did the one thing how he does well, and that's trade. It's it's what he does. How he, I don't how know he, how he did it. It's almost like he, he turns on the Madden <laughs> Madden settings. He can force the trade and just no no no. Mike proved that didn't work last I week. Proved. So. I proved. I <laughs> tried to trade. JJ are saying a white side to the Seahawks for their corner, and Madden wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, but I, you didn't force it. See, <laughs> no, see, I didn't he, force he, it. He switches the uh, the setting where you can force trades. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know how he got more for Rager. And he said he ended up sending him to the Vikings, who laughed that the Eagles took him. Yeah, well, yeah, because no, they got Jefferson. But why are they laughing? Who's laughing now? Like, when they got two guys... I don't get it. I don't. I don't get why the I think, Vikings I think do maybe, what they do. I, I, I can only imagine the Vikings' thought process is that we've got Justin Jefferson, we've got Adam Thielen. You have to respect both, or you're going to hurt. Maybe if Rager is just absolutely wide open every play, because maybe no one's face mask is open, he can catch his face. Maybe he can catch a ball. Well, in his I mean, face mask. you know they're going to double team <laughs> Jefferson almost every team, every play of every game. Adam Thielen demands at least high profile coverage, if not having a secondary safety to keep an eye on. I mean, they've got a decent tight end in Irv Smith, so you're just sitting there going, okay, Rager might literally be wide open. There might The teams might literally look at him and go, well, the way he performed in Philly, why bother? Exactly. So maybe, maybe the Vikings have something going there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they have a bucket of stick them on side of their sidelines and, and just dip them. Just dip them and stick them. I don't know if that's going to help enough. Bay them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so my, my th- this is my thought, you know, over all the podcasts that we've been recording, my I've always been been strong with run the ball, run the ball. Yes, we've we've seen we've seen how throwing the ball before, first 
doesn't help. You got to establish the run. You got to establish the run. Now, am I, do I have confidence in uh, in Miles Sanders? I do because I just ran him on Madden for a whole year. I ran him for eighteen hundred yards. If I can do it in Madden, he can do it now. Like he is capable of doing at least some point, at least half, at least half of that. At least half. He can get nine hundred yards in a season. Why not? There's no, there's no reason him. Look at the line he's got behind. He's got, right. he got a whole, nice. he's got a brick wall. He says a brick wall. All he has to do is find that little hole and get through. Right. That as long as the Eagles can establish the run, then those passes that that Jalen Hurst doesn't have to squeeze passes in. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to take the whole team on his shoulders and try to win games. Establish the run. So as long as the Eagles establish the run today against the Lions. I'm happy, but if you're, th- you know, if, if 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 Jalen Hurts is throwing, you know, fifty times in a game, no, um, you know, I, I, what I think is a nice little recipe for success right now. Looking at what we are facing defensively and what we have offensively, you know, the Lions, uh, they've got some decent cornerbacks. They're expected to to, to fare decently against, you know, both uh, Brown and, and Smith. But I'm seeing, I like I said earlier, I know their D, interior D line is weak. And I know we're, if we're smart, we run it at them. We hit them in the face early. If we do that, they're going to have to adjust linebackers to stop that. And I'm thinking maybe Dallas Goddard has an early phenomenal game that just puts open the books like, hey, you know what? A lot of people I, – I still think the league sleeps on Goddard. I was just going to say, I think I was just respect. sleeping on Goddard just now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I expect that today – like, today should just be the day. Like, hit them in the mouth. Make them adjust for the run, and then just let Goddard celebrate all day. Yeah. You know, the, the give those short to medium range passes where obviously the time is there for Hertz. You know, no one no one's going to get to him in time with those quick pop passes to Goddard. He's going to make the plays after the catch, as we've seen him prove. That's the one adjustment between him and Hertz is that when he gets the ball, he doesn't just go down. You know, he he might not. I don't know. I don't know if I quite say he has the Ertz hands. Ertz was you know had like sticky hands could catch anything, but that was the end of the play for Ertz. Right. You know, God is going to catch right. it and force another five, ten yards. And if he's catching it three yards off the line of scrimmage and gaining five, I'll take that every single day. Every day. Now, the thing is, though, with like uh, the players have really come out this 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 offseason and, and really proved that they are Philly guys. Um, Dallas Goddard saying, you know, his dad wanted him to be a Cowboys fan. And he's like, F Dallas. F Dallas. <laughs> uh, Brandon Graham signing signatures on helmets. Somebody asked him to sign F Dallas on his helmet. He did it. <laughs> you know, these guys know. Even the um, even the new guy, uh, what's his name, Chauncey Gardner. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's is got a Philly to, mentality. Just he's naturally. got a Philly mentality. You know, AJ Brown. They, hello, Davante Smith. He said he's a Wawa addiction. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> if these guys are are showing you right now that they are Philly guys, they are ready for the. They are ready for this this city. They're ready for this team. They're ready for this year. I'm ready. I'm ready for this game. I'm, I have been waiting. You know, we started recording podcasts way, 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 way in the beginning of the summer. I'm like, this is, we got to get going. We got, I'm ready to go. Right. And oh, finally, yeah. it's football season. Yeah. It's finally football season. It's finally game day and it's finally here. So before we, 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 we go out, I want to go, I want everyone's prediction on the outcome of this game. Miguel, you go first. Well, um, 
I feel like we routed them last year. We'll route them again this year. Uh, I don't think it'll be 44 to six again, but I don't think it'll be up there. I'm going to say, you know, 32 to seven, you know, we'll, they'll get a touchdown in there. I feel like our defense will step up and, and uh, they won't allow um, golf to, to make big plays. So I think I feel, I feel 32 to seven will be decent. Okay. Brian, go. Yeah, see, I'm still worried about my 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 slow start there. So I'm 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that first uh, quarter and a half could be a little slow. I'm I'm, I'm thinking twenty well, I mean, like twenty eight fourteen, twenty seven fourteen, something like that. Yeah, I hear you. That's that's a slow start. Go ahead, yeah. Mark. You know, I, I see your slow start. And I agree. I think maybe the first, second quarter would be tighter than people are extend than at least we as Eagles would like to see. But overall, I'm thinking Sanders puts up 100 yards. I think Goddard scores for us. I'm looking 35-14, close game in the first two quarters, and then we just roll. I want to see it start. I want to see the train going. I want to see the, these dogs barking. And I think the Eagles are, are gonna by by the second half start getting that chip going and just get the roll, get the train rolling, get it moving. And uh, start rolling away, and see more of that all season. I like the I like the sound of that. Um, like I said, I've been watching simulation of Eagles Lions for about a week now. Matt, joke. So I'm just I'm just gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> I did for for reference. I did a fantasy draft on Madden earlier this week. Me and yeah. my buddy did it. Played our first four games. Got off for the night. Got on the next day. All those four games and half our draft erased. We're in the middle of the draft. Oh, just completely lost it. Some wow. Madden's a joke. Mm. Well. Like I said, on our YouTube channel, I put it on there, the full game. I'm going to go with what our YouTube channel said, and we are going to go for a 27-24 Eagles victory. That's funny. I was the most uh, wow. suspicious of this of the Lions team, and I had the, the blowout and everybody else. <laughs> and I, and, and, oh, my God. Right? If it comes down to one field goal like that, that's not how I want to start a season. <laughs> I know. I hear you. But I, nah, what, I think as that. long as the Eagles win the turnoff, turnover battle, they, they win the game. That's that's which I think we do. That's it. They win the turnover because Jared Goff is a turnover machine. He's a turnover machine, and we've got the players to capitalize on that. Right. If we win the toss, do we take the ball or let them have it? Kick it. Let them have it. We all take the ball. Kick it. Take it. Take it. I think take it. Free one. Take it. I mean, what's what's better than having Jared Goof start the game by throwing a pick? I mean, that just takes the wind out of their sails early. True. That's cool. So, game. So everyone agrees, Eagles win this first game of the season. No, no doubt. No they doubt. have to. Yeah, this is a game you have to. You're supposed to you win. have to win. I got to set the tone. They got to set the tone. I hear you. I, I I totally agree. All right. So that's game. That's our first preview game one in the books. I'm Mike. That's Mark, Brian, Miguel. E a g l e s. Eagles. Let's go. Eagles. Go birds. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with your friends.